Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. My name is Brian Moran, and today I want to welcome Kathleen Sullivan Garman to our show. Kathleen is the founder and CEO of Sully Garmin and Associates, a top expert in supply chain and logistics, and more importantly, someone who can really help business owners like you run smarter companies. Today, Kathleen and I are going to talk about the coronavirus, but instead of focusing on all the areas covered ad nauseum in the press, uh, we're going to try and provide practical solutions to help you in the next 30, 60, and 90 days in navigating these uncharted waters. So with that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Kathleen Sullivan Garman. Thanks for having me, Brian. You're welcome, Kathleen. Now, you live in Washington State, which is more or less ground zero for the coronavirus in the United States. It's mid-March right now. What's happening there? Um, Hysteria and panic. <laughs> would okay. be the, the easiest way to describe it. Okay. Yeah, it's um, there are a lot of scared people up here. Right, right. We're hearing a couple of things like we're starting to see some, you know, declines in new cases in China, and that Wuhan is actually starting to open their doors again. It, it's almost like it's a, a ripple effect or a tsunami in, in more negative terms that's, you know, heading our way. Now, it's, it's going through Europe and we see all the stuff that's happening in Italy. Um, is, there any, is there any encouraging signs that people in Seattle are taking from what we're seeing in China? Yeah, I mean, I think we learned a lot from China and we're also learning from Europe. I know there's a lot of criticism about the speed of different responses, but honestly, you know, we're human and everyone is doing their very best. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's very interesting because in talking with a lot of people, um, nobody knows anyone who actually has it. Nobody, none of my close friends or family members know anyone oh, yeah. who's actually that's a good point. caught it. Um, and that's not to, to minimize what the people who have caught it or their family right. members or, or, you know, the people who have passed away from it are going through. But I think that looking at the, the news and social media and all of that, um, makes you feel like the person right next door to you is going to make you sick um, or the person standing next to you at the grocery store. And while that may be true, um, if you look at the numbers, even in China, you look at their total population versus who caught the, the disease. Right. Um, and it's, it's very small. So I, I actually just returned from the grocery store because all of my children are coming home from college. I had to stock up on you know junk junk food and apple juice, and uh, everyone at the store was so nice. I mean, if, oh, if really? you're watching the news, yeah, you're expecting everyone you know hoarding hand sanitizer yeah. and toilet paper, and people were so nice. They were you know helping each other and getting out of the way for each other, and oh. and people. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of kindness out there, which is yeah. super yeah. encouraging. Yeah, you don't live in New Jersey or New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People are maybe are. As, I'm kidding. I'm half kidding. Uh, I did the same thing, and you know, it uh, it runs the gamut here. Mo- most people are nice. Some people are just, you know, just jerks about it and whatnot. It brings out the best in people, and it brings out the worst in people. That's certain about it's about something like this. Very uh, true. But you know, that's uh, that is encouraging to hear that you know in a place where it's probably the worst in, in the United States right now, although that's probably 
soon to be overtaken by larger cities like New York and, and Los Angeles probably, um, that, that people still have a, a sense of decency in how they approach it and the way they are to each other. So that, that's comforting to hear. Let's talk about business, though. A lot of my listeners are owners of small and mid-sized companies, and whether they're direct importers or indirect importers uh, from China and other countries, they certainly have been affected by coronavirus. So much of your work is done in supply chain and logistics. Um, today, as I said, it's, it's the middle of March. What is the status of the supply chains between China and the rest of the world? You know, it's super interesting been watching this transition and working in this because a month ago I was talking to all of my contacts in China and, and offering them compassion and, and, you know, just basically checking in and they were all at home. Nobody mm -hmm. was at work, but the yeah. factories were all closed. Well, the factories are open now. People have moved from place to place. The factories are open. They're back to production. We're starting to see some of the results of the compromises that companies had to make in their supply chain because the factories were not producing at full capacity when they reopened, and they, they, there was a big delay. So, you know, now we're seeing partial shipments get on the ocean. So by April 1st, we should see a lot of those partial shipments arrive in the United States and, and you know, merchants starting to be able to restock on the items that they were waiting for. So it's interesting being now in Seattle in the middle of, of what's happening there, um, but then looking backwards to a month ago. Right. In, in, right. Our, in our conversations with China and now seeing that even out and the factories are back at work, the employees are back at work and, and, you know, products are flowing again. I think this mainly impacts the big companies. Those are the, you know, the companies doing large shipments from China. Uh, they'll start to see those shipments arriving within the next few weeks. Right. And, and to a lesser extent, the smaller businesses who are, you know, the indirect importers, like who buy from the big companies, Right, they exactly. buy the product from the bigger companies who are importing it from China. Well, I think that's why they call it supply chain, right? It's yeah, all, yeah. Everything's interconnected. It may start at yeah. the factory in China, but then it's you know this step, that step, that step, and you know the the person putting it on the on their store shelves could be you know three merchants down from the manufacturer, but they're still they're still waiting for things, you know. So, what advice are you giving your clients right now? Um, you know, it, the horse has left the barn. And and it's funny, if you listen to any of the 30, 35 podcasts I've done previously, I talk extensively about having a GPS plan for your business. You know, where you want to be at the end of the year and how you want to get there. And you always have to play the what if game. What if this happens? What if that happens? Now, you know, we are we are seeing more and more of these unprecedented unexpected occurrences like um like a you know coronavirus um you know we've had other viruses right we've had swine flu and avian flu and ebola certainly though nothing like a response that we've had to this coronavirus and um but i but i'm always telling our listeners that you got to have a backup plan so what the horses left the barn you have clients that have been affected by supply chains and by the virus. What, what are you telling them today? So I'm a huge fan of CEOs and 
you know, any C-level executives really, um, that play checkers, not, or I mean, that play chess, not checkers with their company. <laughs> I, I want to see the, I want to see those executives that are looking five moves ahead yeah. and having a plan for it. Now it's not, that's not always the case. It's almost, you know, almost never the case really that, that they're that organized and that well-planned, but the ones that are, are, are okay right now. Right. Because they yeah. had, plans in place as soon as they saw it happening in China or even just knowing it has happened before with Zika and Ebola and all of those um, people are ready and they had a plan in place. Some of the bigger companies do now the smaller companies or the companies that have had really rapid growth, they're playing checkers all day, every day and they were not ready. They're not ready for it. And what I've, what I've told my clients here that are impacted, not the ones that, that I was talking to a month ago that were importing from China, but the ones that are affected right now. I'm actually giving them the same advice that I gave my other clients a month ago and actually wrote a blog about it. And I focused on the three C's, right? Start with compassion. People are scared. You yeah. can't lecture someone. You can't hold someone's feet to the fire. Have some compassion and yeah. start your conversation with, hey, how are you? Because your relationships are going to go a lot further with your suppliers if you start that way. Compassion. I, I want to reinforce that. Because, oh, absolutely. Because I don't know anybody who has personally you know, contracted coronavirus. I Almost everybody I know has been impacted by it in their business. And I'm, I watch some people who get angry, who get mad. I can't believe they canceled that order. I can't believe that they did this or they did that. And it's as if that they really had a say in the matter. That you know, you know, a, a conference gets canceled that you know has you know, fifty thousand people going to, and you're going to yell at the person to tell you because now you're out money or whatever. And um, I was talking to another friend of mine who lost four speaking engagements and quite a bit of money. And he said to the person on the phone, you know, I'm so sorry that you have to go through this. I imagine you have so many phone calls that you have to make. I know we'll do business again. So don't worry about me. And if there's anything that I can do for you, don't hesitate. And the person on the other end of the line was stunned. And he goes, this is like the best phone call I could have ever imagined. And my friend said to me, he said, you know, all I kept thinking was that, well, of course you're going to have another conference. And when it comes time to picking speakers, you know, maybe you think, oh, I, I'm going to choose this guy because of the way he responded last time and not the person right. who tried to bite my head off or wants a kill fee or something like that. Well, it's the same as, you know, you're on the phone with a customer service agent from Alaska Airlines. They are having a hard day. Their yeah. day is harder than yours, right? You're trying yeah. to change a flight or cancel a flight or get a refund. They are having the worst day at work. Absolutely. Right? So compassion from the top down is going to be a game changer in all of your relationships. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, somebody who's upset about, you know, this, that, or the other thing or upset that an order was canceled. Well, if you boil it down to the lowest common denominator, all of those emotional reactions are fear-based. Yeah. They came because they're afraid. The person who gets upset that an order got canceled is worried about their bottom line and their job and maybe paying their employees, right? right. So, right. so their fear is coming out in an emotional outburst. So, you know, I guess the first thing, I guess I'll go back before compassion, let's get control of your fear. 
right? Oh, I love that. Yes. Because we, yes. we will get, we will get through this and we've gotten through lots of things. Uh, yeah. You know, you're, you're in New York. We talked earlier about, you know, nine eleven. Yeah. There were a lot yeah. of fear-based decisions happening back then. Oh yeah. And you know, we, we feel somewhat under siege now from this virus. And I think that getting control of your fear is super critical. Turn off the news, turn off social media, right, spend right. time with your family, take a deep breath, go for a run, whatever you need to do and wash your uh, hands to get control of your fear and wash <laughs> your hands. Right. And then, yeah. and then after you get your head straight, then you can show compassion to your suppliers, your vendors, your customers. Yeah. Um, but it'll, it'll put you in a better place to, you know, the person who's the most compassionate in these in these conversations is going to go to the front of the line when it's time to start working together again, because uh, they're going to yeah. want to work with you again. Yeah. So, so for our listeners right now, number one, control your fear, right? Fe- be yep. proactive about it. This is not the end of the world, and this will pass because everything always does. Um, and and if guess what? If it doesn't pass, then you've got a whole new set of worries to 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 be you know focused on. But it will pass. Number two, um, have compassion. So I love those two takeaways so far. What's your third one? Uh, compromise. Absolutely mm-hmm. compromise. If you are if you're waiting for an order from a supplier, um, or you are a supplier, see if there's a compromise to be made. A partial order could be shipped. Something could something could shift and, and be sent that's different than what they had originally ordered, but that it's in stock now. You know, figure out where the compromises are that can keep all everybody happy and keep both businesses running. Right. Because everyone is being impacted in a domino effect. So um, compromise is going to get you a long way. I have got customers right now who have shipments on the ocean coming from China because they compromised. They called their manufacturer and said, well, if you could get me just some of it, that would be yeah, great. Yeah. And yeah. the manufacturer did their best to, to, to get as much made as they could. Yeah. Uh, that is going to get you a lot further than saying, nope, I want it all or else I don't want it at all. Right. So, right. Well, and, 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 you know, all of these events that are being canceled, I saw somebody on Twitter post, um, that a uh, supplier, you know, they, they were sending something, a vendor, I'm sorry, they were sending something to a customer and the customer said, well, why don't we just wait and, you know, until this whole thing blows over as if to say, you know, we're going to cancel our order now. And, and I wrote to him, well, why, why not, you know, why not you see if you can do a partial order kind of knowing, you know, you and I've had these conversations before. So I, I should have actually given you credit in the tweet, <laughs> but, um, you know, just saying, is there something we can do now? You know, I'm, I'm willing to give you a discount if you if you would take the order now or even part of an order. And and again, you know what? You're going to find out a lot about the people that you're working with, because if they have the ability to do that, then they should say, yeah, I realize I'm going to help you. And I hope everybody thinks that way. Um, you know, look, we all love big businesses. They can do a lot for us. They're great when they're clients and whatnot. But in the next 90 days, really focus your efforts and attention on the smaller businesses in your community and in your area, because they're the ones who are going to be most adversely affected by coronavirus. Yep, that and that's my spiel true. on that. So I, yep, I love compromise. What, what is number four? Four is cash. <laughs> um, 
you've got to have a backup plan. You've got to be able to keep your company open and running and safe uh, while you wait because sales will be down, especially um, companies that that rely on in-person sales. E-commerce, I think we'll see a big spike in e-commerce. Just like, you know, Netflix is going to have to make sure they shore up their servers, right? <laughs> They've got to be able to handle the volume. Yeah. But um, yeah. so I think, I think e-commerce companies, especially if they make products that uh, people need and use in their, in their home life that are more of a necessity and less of a, um, you know, of an impulse, you know, buy that would be right. something, a luxury buy. But um, I think e-commerce will do okay. But these companies that really need the, the feet on the ground are going to be having a hard time. And they need to have some sort of financial backup for making sure that their company is okay. Um, and well, there, are a lot, there are a lot of companies, I know we're going to discuss it, but um, I'm a big fan of the art of the pivot. Yeah. If, if what you're doing right this minute is super impacted to the point where it's going to put you under, you better pivot. Absolutely. You know, and and to the extent that you can pivot. So, um, you know, if you if you if you make uh, help me out, if you make pillows, and and all of a sudden that pillow market is dead, you know, how can you pivot your business to say, okay, I'm going to be in the market for this because this is what customers are going to need in the next thirty, sixty, ninety days. You know, right. you're, or, you, you're, or you figure out how to market your pillows, right? Maybe right. it's not in a store where they, they check and see how soft they are. Maybe you have home delivery and maybe you encourage them to, you know, get rid I, of their, their existing pillow because of the, the, the germs inside your pillow and maybe they need a new pillow right now. Right, right. You just have to think outside the box. And you, gotta be, you, you have to be talking to your customers and your vendors, Right. You, you know, yep. keep keep those lines of communication open so that, um, you, you know, you say to your customers, how can I help you? What do you need right now? And yeah, to your point, um, you know, they're going to tell you uh, where you fall on the priority list. Right. With right. your with your products and services. Um, well, and, and, you know, like to your point about communication, we will only get through this if we do it as a community, if we work together, if we, if we help each other, the people who are just going to do something for themselves um, are not going to do very well in this environment because we need to band together and we need to work together. We need to communicate. We need to compromise. We need to find ways we can all solve things. We need to not, you know, raise our prices. You know, we need to work together. So I added that. I, I added a couple of C's. You had compassion, control, your fear, compromise, cash. I'm going to add community and communicate. Yep. So I like it. <laughs> we're building on stuff. You know, it is interesting. And, and uh, I, I do think you're right, though. I think that people, you know, I've seen a lot of great things um, just in the last week of people who are stepping up and helping. Um, Zoom, the 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 recording device that we're using right now to record this podcast just announced that they're going to make zoom. If I read this correctly, and I hope I did that it's going to be free to schools K through 12 to conduct their online classes. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, I mean that, that first of all, the companies, you know, you know, a rock star, right. With the, with the product that they have, I don't do any work with them. So this is not an endorsement or anything, but, uh, 
I love to see that. So instead of saying, okay, instead of being, you know, $30 a month, it's going to be 50, you know, I don't, and again, I'm just kind of creating a hypothetical. Um, they're saying, no, it's going to be free. You know, another company did that too, Zoho. And I do some work with them. Um, but they announced that um, uh, they're going to make their remote applications available for free till July 1st. So they have like 45 different applications for businesses. And from now till July 1st, you can get them for free. Well, and, you know, again, that's playing the long game. That's playing yeah. chess, not checkers. Yeah. Because there's a lot of companies who will sign up to utilize those services who hadn't previously even thought about it. And then after July, they're going to stay. Right. So right. It's, I, yes. it's, it's well played. Yes. And that the long game versus the short game. I love that. You know, and that's where you're, you're 100% right. If the world was going to end in 60 days, you play the short game. And you go, I need to grab as much as I possibly can. And then, you know, focus on on the, how I want to spend my last month on this earth. But it's not for, you know, and I say that very, very confidently. Um, so the, you look at the long game and you say, this is a great opportunity for me to give back, pay it forward and help people through a terrible situation. And you know, hopefully it comes back, you know, karma comes back and it, you know, shines a light on me. Exactly. I think that, again, that goes back to community, right? Now yeah. we're, we're really having a full circle yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love all of it. I do. Oh, and you mentioned, by the way, cash flow. I did want to make a note and I'll put this everybody in the resources section of the podcast on our, on our homepage. Um, the SBA announced and, and the administration announced that they're going to make something like $50 billion in loans available to small business owners who have been affected by the coronavirus. Now, what you need to know about that is it's a process, right? So it's not money that you're probably going to be able to get overnight, but it is money that you probably can get within 20 to 30 days. So leave yourself some time, but do some homework on that because now um, the government is going to step up and whether it's the local or state or federal government, I know like for instance in New York, if your business has been adversely affected by it, they're giving you either low interest or no interest loans. Um, so definitely now is the time to do your homework on some of the resources that are available to you. So I'll mention a couple real quick. Go to your SBA office, your chapter of SCORE, uh, your associate, your small business development centers that are available. Look them up online. They're probably within a couple of miles of your house. And go to them and say, this is my business. I've been affected by the coronavirus. I've lost money. Cash flow is going to be very difficult for the next couple of months. How do I, you know, not go out of business? So if you're not seeking help, you can always call me uh, or not call me, but you can email me, you can find me online and eventually uh, maybe, maybe we will talk on the phone, but, but do not put your head in the sand and think that, you know, this is, I'm just going to wait for this to blow over and then see where I stand. All right, Kathleen, we're, we're kind of in the home stretch of this because I want this to be practical, useful 
tips to help business owners make it through the next 30, 60, 90 days. You have given us tremendous takeaway items. You know, and I'm going to, I'm going to figure out a way to work all of the C's into the, uh, the title of this podcast because coronavirus starts with a C. But, um, final question. So what is the next, uh, immediate steps for business owners that are, are, you know, you, you said it starts with compassion. It starts with controlling your fear. Um, what, but do I, I, I lay that all out in a plan? Like, do I, before I do anything, do I map out the next 90 days? Absolutely. You map out the next 120 days. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the, the impact from this virus might be 30 or 60, um, but the impact on your business is going to be six months. It's, there's mm-hmm. going to be a ripple effect and it's going to last longer. So you've got to have a plan. But you also, again, I, earlier I mentioned the art of the pivot. Uh, that is probably the most critical tool that you have at your disposal right now Right now, as a business. I was uh, noticing last night on social media that there's a uh, restaurant in Seattle, really beautiful, very nice, you know, four-star restaurant where people go for special occasions. Uh-huh. And they made the announcement last night that they are closing the doors. Wow. However, they are pivoting to have uh, a breakfast delivery service and a lunch service and a home home dinner delivery service within seven miles of the restaurant. So they're keeping their employees employed. They're getting food out to the people, but they pivoted to a specific business model in order to, to keep a revenue stream. It's brilliant. This business has never done that before. Like I said, they're a fancy restaurant where you would sit down and have a really nice anniversary meal with your spouse. And now they've changed. They've got this, you know, breakfast bagel delivery and this lunch program. And so they are creating an environment where all of these people in Seattle at home who are working from home and not going out are able to get a nice meal, get food, and the restaurant can keep their employees safe, but they can also keep a revenue stream. It's brilliant. I they, love that. You know, they pivoted immediately. Yeah, yeah. And 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 all so many other restaurants can benefit from their example. You know, I'd love to uh talk to you and, and keep in touch with them to see how they're doing a month from now. Yeah, in fact they would I think that's a great thing. I I think that would be also be a good interview, right? Contact yeah. them and say who who thought this up? How are you implementing it? Right? Did you take your people that were servers and are they doing deliveries now? You know, how did you make that work? Uh, but it was a it's a great pivot. And like we were talking about with the pillows earlier, I think just about any company can have a pivot. Yeah. Uh, you know, you there are companies that will see a big downturn because of this because of people staying home. Well, what can you do to get your product to the people that can't come to you? Right. Right. That is, that's a, a podcast in and of itself right there. The, the yeah. art of the pivot, right? That, that, I mean, yeah. unless you want to talk for another half hour. <laughs> no, I'm, and, and I think, I think there are some brilliant business owners making the pivot right now, which is really cool. I mean, there's, yeah. there's plenty of business owners that, that didn't need the pivot. I was actually talking cause we're in Washington state. I was talking with a, a colleague that has a marijuana grow, an indoor marijuana grow, Mm -hmm. and they have had all of these measures in place against having pathogens in uh, among the plants for years, right? So you walk in their door and you step on a, on a mat that takes anything off your feet. And then you're using the, the, 
you put a, a gown over your clothes to go into the grow room. Well, all they did was take all the same things they were already doing and expand it to the rest of their operation. But they were already ready. They already had everything in place. Yeah. So they didn't have to pivot. All they had to do is expand what they were already doing, which is pretty cool. I mean, I, I think that there are businesses that uh, could just take a step back. Like I said, get, get control of your fear, go for a run, go for a walk, do whatever you need to do to, to get control of your fear. And then take a step back and look at your business, evaluate it from a bit of a distance and see what you have. Right. What, what tools are at your disposal to pivot. Right. And don't, and here's the thing, don't do it alone. You know, don't do it by yourself because it's, it's quite possible you will miss something when you take that step back. So as I said before, you have available resources to you in the form of local small business organizations, SBA, SCORE, Small Business Development Centers, local chambers of commerce, where you create a networking group among your friends, a lawyer, a doctor, a retailer, you know, whatever you have, create what Tom Malone at MIT calls a supermind group so that you don't have to figure out all of the answers on your own that you can sit there and you can brainstorm and collaborate with other people and figure out how you're all collectively going to make it through the next 90 days, 120 days. And then you reassess from there. But I, I, I love that idea. So, you know, okay, let's, we're five business owners. Let's figure out how each of us can pivot our business in today's meeting. Right. And, yeah. and so a lawyer says, well, here, here's my situation. Here's my obstacle. What do you think I can do to keep the lights on over the next 90 days? Or I'm a restaurant owner. How about a doctor and a dentist that have to see patients and, um, you know, sick patients and, and, and not expose everybody to potentially the coronavirus? But if their business does go down, what can they do to offset it? Maybe it's telemedicine. I don't know. You can't really do that as a dentist. But Again, it's all about brainstorming and coming up with ideas and then executing them, but doing it collectively as a supermind as opposed to doing it on your own. Yep, absolutely. And I think there's more and more opportunities for collaboration now than ever. And, you know, people, if people are stuck at home, people are bored already. I mean, there are people up here that have only been stuck at home for a week that are going stir crazy. Uh-huh. Give them the opportunity to brainstorm and collaborate on helping you drive your business. They're going to jump on that so fast just to just to have something to think about so uh there are resources out there that you wouldn't even expect um, even in your own you know family and friends just asking for ideas Um, i'm a huge fan of the local credit unions in the different communities oh yeah they are all about helping the community and keeping money inside the community. I actually saw um, a program come across my desk this morning that a local credit union is offering money to some local nonprofits to help them help their, um, I don't know, I don't think you'd call them patients, but uh, whoever the nonprofit helps, mm-hmm. the, the, the credit union is giving them money to try to expand on what they're doing and help more people. So right. they're coming out and saying, Hey, do you need $2,500 to give, get food for people or yeah. you know, whatever you need it for? So the credit unions are trying to immediately get in and, and make change inside yeah. their communities. And I think that a business owner approaching their local credit union and saying, Hey, you know, I'm in trouble. What can you do is probably going to find some really favorable terms. Great, great advice. I'm a, I'm a big fan of credit unions and I think they do wonderful work in their communities. Um, okay, Kathleen, this has been fantastic. 
it's great advice. You know, you exceeded my very, very high expectations of what, you know, might come out of this podcast. I love the six to eight C's that I have that I'll be sharing on the resources page. If people wanted to get in touch with you, uh, they have follow-up questions, they want to talk to you, maybe they want to hire you. What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Well, I'm always connected to digitally, so they can email me, uh, Kathleen at SullyGarman.com. Sully, S-U-L-L-Y-G-A-R-M-A-N.com. Yep. Okay. Basically, I'm so creative, I just use my two last names. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Okay. So, and then uh, obviously you can find you on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, yeah, LinkedIn, there. Twitter, my, my, the, my own website at sullygarman.com and email. So Okay, fantastic. I'm totally available to chat with anybody who wants to talk about, what do we have now, five Cs, six Cs? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're up there. We're up there. I might be 10 by the time I get everything ready for the final podcast page. I appreciate you taking time. I'd love to interview you again in about 90 days for a follow-up to this conversation to see where we are and, and what your thoughts are for the rest of the year for business owners. So can I pencil you in, in about three months? Absolutely. I'm curious to see how, how they do too. I'm really crossing my fingers that everybody weathers this storm in a healthy way. Good. Awesome. Well, you are a great resource for the small business edge network. Um, I appreciate all that you, you do for us and I look forward to continuing this conversation, hopefully in a brighter space in about 90 days. So with that, I want to thank you all for listening to the small business edge podcast. My name is Brian Moran. You've been listening to me and Kathleen Sullivan Garment today. And again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you know how to reach me online, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn, or you can always email me. I wish you all the best of luck. Be safe, and let's talk again soon. Take care. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bones. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.